Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. So what do you get when you take the voice of Emmylou Harris, the attitude of Stevie Nicks, and a little bit of sass like Dolly Parton, and you put it into an artist born in the Netherlands, but with Americana all over her DNA? Ladies and gentlemen, when you put all this together, you get Deborah Parler, today's guest on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jamie Rodriguez, your host, this and every episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, and such a great artist today, guys. I feel like this is the beginning of something big, big with this talent, and we're just so excited to have her. I feel like this is a history-making episode. We'll look back on this with fondness, and Deborah Parler from the Netherlands is here to join us. And a fantastic songwriter. Her lyrics are melancholic but powerful, great production, and it's a really cool mix of like rock and roll spirit with um, just sens- sensitivity, but just like the right amount, you know. Deborah grew up listening to Alison Krauss, to a bunch of people, and um, you know her journey has been one of hard work, focus, and determination. And it's great to see things start to pan out for her. Uh, her new single, "Closing Time," is. An instant smash. It came out January 8th, I believe, and it's already making the rounds all over Europe, and it will cross over to America shortly. If you want to find out more about Deborah Parler, check her out, DebraParler.com. So we're super happy to have her, and she performs in this show the premiere of one of her songs from her upcoming EP. The song is called Dust. The EP should come around May of this year, if everything goes as expected. But, I mean, just so stoked to have her, guys. You know, her her her, her uh, slogan is, a rebel at heart, at best when everything's at stake. And that's just kind of who she is. You know, she's a badass. I'm sorry. She's just, a, she's just a complete badass, a great, great person, and it was great talking to her. If you're new to the show, we welcome you. You know, we've had listeners join us from so many countries now. I, I know we have fans in Peru. Hola, Peru. We have people in Australia. How you guys doing? We've got people in uh, Finland, in uh, Sweden. Thank you guys for joining us. If you want to find out more about our show, jrodconcertspodcast.com. We're coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. We have a lot of big stuff coming, so make sure you stay tuned. But without further ado, guys, Deborah Parler on Jrod Concerts, the podcast. Hey, hey, there you are. Yes, yeah, sorry, I had to test my uh, my microphone here. It's all good, Deborah. I can't uh, see you. I can hear you. There you go. are. There she is. There's the rock star. <laughs> Look at you. Deborah Parler, there you are. Big star in the making. What a talent. Look at that. Look at that compound. <laughs> I had to put on some, some light, though, because it's... Um... So I live in Amsterdam and it's very dark outside today. So I have to turn on some fake lights. Well, very good. You know, they look real nowadays. But but look at that Devra Parler. You know, I have to tell you, um, and I have to tell my audience, this name may sound not familiar to you right now, but I feel like in a year, 
I, I think like people have to write this down, Devra Parlor, you know, and remember where you heard it first, because you are going to blow up like nobody's business, Devra, and it's going to be awesome to see. Oh, Absolutely. So nice of you to say. It's true. It's true. Absolutely. You know, so obviously, you know, to introduce you to my audience a little bit, you're, you know, you're an Americana, you know, classic rock, country, folk, kind of like blended into one with some pop rhythm. It's a lot of good stuff. Your debut closing time is out January 8th. So it's going to be out now when this airs. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Devra, I mean, first of all, um, you know, most people are slowly starting the year, kind of like dragging their butts (laughs) to work. And you are like in mid-year form, Deborah, huh? You're busy. Yeah, especially, uh, it, it's nice to tell you what just happened because I just had my first radio play. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, What do you mean like today, like this week? Y- no, just like five minutes ago. Stop uh, it. Okay, so <laughs> let's pause right there. How, how was that? Like, how was that? How's that? Like, oh, tell I'm us st- about that. I'm still shaking a little bit. <laughs> Because okay. because the single isn't out yet, um, but this uh, guy from the from the radio decided to he wanted to be the first one to play it, mm. um, so uh, he did that. So uh, yeah, yeah, that was very, that was really fun. That was really fun. That's what I'm saying, Deborah. I feel like everyone that listens to music for a living is like getting on the train. It's like prepaying their tickets, buying the stock early. You know. <laughs> oh well, we'll see. We'll see. So what's that feeling like, Deborah? Like hearing your song like on the radio, it has to feel different, right? Uh, it does, it does, because, um, I mean, you write a song and then you go through the whole process of, of producing it and you zoom in, you know, you've heard this a million times before probably, but you zoom in the song and then you're like, okay, we do this there, we do this there. And then after that, you listen to it like a million times because you're going to mix the song and then you go to master the song. And then after a while, you don't really hear the song anymore. It's just, you know, it's something you've written and then, and, but then all of a sudden it's on the radio and other people can hear it. That's, that's a really strange experience, but fun. Yeah. But yeah. of course, magical. I love it. I love it. It's, it's a magical moment. Yeah. I mean, people, established people like, you know, Bruce Springsteen or whatever, they still get a kick out of it. They'll put it on their social media. Like this still, still gives them a special jolt, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's this kick. It's like this moment. It's this moment you've been work, working towards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like started in your in your head like a thought, and like now it's manifested. Yeah. Exactly, and and as you just said at uh, the beginning of the year, so it's a new start, a new song. That's a that's a great feeling. Amazing, amazing, and I do want to talk about the song more in depth in a minute. But you know, one of the one of the reasons why, you know, you resonate so much, Devra, is uh, I feel like you embody that timeless spirit of rock and roll. I mean, the independence, the empowerment, the fashion, obviously, the talent, mm-hmm. clearly. Uh, you grew up listening to like Stevie Nicks, Dolly Parton and all these like icons, right? That like kind of shaped you? Yes, yes, they did. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I think I listened, especially my dad. You just said Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I think my dad couldn't stop listening to that. So I grew up <laughs> with that and Dolly as well. Uh, and I mean, Stevie Nicks, she's my, she's my hero. <laughs> and um, yeah. Yeah, so so I think you you take these these old songs with you when you when you grow up and you yeah of course you take them in into your music and into your songwriting yeah definitely definitely that's great Deborah so you grew up in Amsterdam yes oh well no uh, I I grew up in the south of the Netherlands okay okay yeah, in, in a, a m- musical family or like were you like the first artist in the family 
yeah, so I grew up in a little town in the south of Netherlands, in the countryside, and um, uh, I grew up in a musical family. Uh, uh, my my dad uh, taught me to learn the piano, uh, to play the piano, and a little bit guitar as well. And uh, yeah, I think at age nine or ten, I decided I wanted to do music, and I just never stopped. Yeah, that's amazing. That's am- yeah. And your dad playing Bruce Springsteen, all this stuff kind of played a role right as well yes definitely definitely uh i think i always had something for melancholic music uh mm. country music when i was a teenager i listened to johnny cash non-stop it just it just got me through the day <laughs> yeah that's cool um, so so I, th- I think, yeah, country music is a huge, is a huge, uh, has been a huge uh, part of my life. Yeah, that's definitely. great. H- have you been to Nashville, uh, Deborah? <laughs> Many times, right? Yeah. I assume. Yes. Of course. <laughs> no, okay. Well, I haven't. Okay, so I, haven't. I mean, you're you're gonna have to you're gonna be coming a lot f- f- from uh, from what I'm hearing. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to be honest. I've never been, and there's a reason for that. I've been to the U.S. quite often, mm-hmm. uh, but I've never been to Nashville because um, I wanted to. So I've I've been working on my music for a long time because I wanted to get it right. Uh, yeah. So a few years ago, I decided to pursue my own songs, and I took I took my time, and yeah. um, I wanted to do it perfectly and the right time. Yeah. And no, the you're right fine. Story and totally, uh, totally. So, and I thought when I go to Nashville, because my guitarist, he's going often and he said, you should come, you should join me. And I was like, no, I want to finish some of my songs first and then I'll yeah. go. Okay. Uh, You're going to be so, a household name here in no time. So it's just a matter of when, for sure. Yeah. And I will definitely stop by and say hello. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That'll be, it'll be an honor. Thank you. Um, so, okay. So, so you go to, um, you go to the Academy of Music, right? Yeah go to the Academy of Music, this big prestigious musical school, and you become like the youngest person to graduate ever. That's so obviously you're like another level. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I mean, I'm very humble about those things. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was just young and um, I, I think I knew what I wanted at a very young yeah. age. And they were really in doubt if they should, uh, you know, if they should let me into the music school when I was really? 16. Uh, they were like, shouldn't we wait two or three years? Mm. Uh, but no, they, they let me in and I just did it. And, and I finished when I was 20. So, um, and, and then you're just young person who, who graduated and you're like, and now what, you know, it's this. Right. Whole world right. I mean, some people are, you know, I'm, you know, some people are still figuring that out absolutely later in their life, Deborah. So you're lucky. Yeah. And, um, for those of us that are not like musically like in a school like that, Deborah, I, f- I find this yeah. fascinating. I mean, we imagine this big European school with all these like kids that were raised on Mozart and like prodigies. They play like eight instruments. How is like a day like there? Is it like that or is it like not like that? You mean on music school? Yeah, on the music school. Oh, well, that, that's, I think that's a good question. Um, I mean, there are there are those moments. I mean, that, that you hear something you're like, oh. Your jaw just just drops. Uh, but one of the one of the things that I remember most is that you you walk in the corridors and you just hear <laughs> and you go like this is such a weird place to go to school to. You right. know what I mean? It's, just, <laughs> it's like Hogwarts of music. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. So it's that's it's, funny. It's, it's it's kind of a, a strange. Uh, place to go to school to but but I mean what I loved about it is that everybody wants the same 
so it's a lot of fun okay and uh, i know i know a few musicians who like you know got close to like mozart but uh yeah no but it's it's also very normal and it's also very normal yeah yeah of course of course absolutely so you know you were just saying that you graduated and like every young person you're kind of figuring it out um so before you started songwriting at you know your own stuff in 2018 that you go to yeah. london you start you acted a little bit right you dabbled in acting yes yes so so i did music school uh but i graduated in theater um so I actually started out in a little bit of musical theater at first. Okay. Uh, and then I started writing uh, my own theater shows. And at first I was in Dutch. And um, I, did, I, I dabbled with, with some things at first. So I thought, okay, I want to make my own theater show. And I did that. And then I wanted something new. I've always wanted to challenge myself constantly. So when I was in one thing, I wanted the other. And when I was in a band, I wanted to go solo. So I always, I tried everything. And uh, so, yeah, so I did a bit of acting, a little bit of theater, a little bit of musical theater. And uh, I played in a few bands. And nice. I think that like five or six years ago, I decided I wanted to write pop music. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started to make the switch to English songwriting. Nice. Did you have like a breakthrough moment where you, you know, a moment that like you, you just said, okay, I'm going to London. This is what I'm doing. This is my focus. Did you have like one specific moment or, or was it like uh, gradual? Mm, yes. I Yes. There was a moment I finished a tour in 2017 that was with a, with a Dutch band. Uh, mm -hmm. And we did a theater show with a group of singers and that was finished. And I, I really liked it. But what I really missed was my, you know, me going to the deepest, corner of my soul and writing right. new music so i really missed creating something mm -hmm. that wasn't there yet so yeah definitely when that tour was finished i was like i'm gonna stop and i'm going full on 100 percent my own music amazing that yeah yeah you have so much to say i can just tell just looking <laughs> at you that like you have all these like things bubbling inside of you that the world needs to hear and it's really exciting you know, so yeah good i'm well, glad you picked that lane well, I think maybe what you see now is that I'm really excited and I'm really ready to share it with the world. And I also really want to share my my story with the world because uh, I, I've been working very hard to, yeah. to to get where I am now. And, you know, pursuing your dreams is fun, but, you know, it's also you need to focus. And, oh, it's and hard it's a, work. Yeah, yeah. So probably what you see in my face is like enthusiasm and I want to share my story and, and, yeah. and my music and, uh, yeah, hopefully inspire people to do the same. Totally, totally. I, I totally respect that. Like people see the social media and they're like, where did this chick come from? And, but they don't see the hard work, the years that you've put into it, the talent. Absolutely, Deborah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So let's chat about Closing Time for a second. Your first yeah. single, um, fantastic. Just a great song, for, you know, get, you. get that right off the bat. The last round, the last hurrah, you know, that's how I call it because it's, you know, the last moment between two souls. You know, uh, we've all been there, whether it's, you know, with ex-boyfriends, marriages, whatever, that moment where you feel like you have one, you, you know, it's like the last moment, right? With, with a person. Yeah. But what I love about this song is instead of making it like sappy, which you really could have just made it like wind beneath my wings kind of thing, like, you know, beautiful, like melancholy, you make it like sexy in a way. You make it like bittersweet, <laughs> like well let's make... You know, let's make this special, even though it's sad, like there's a sad element to it. Yeah. So yeah. when you start working on a song like this, Deborah, like Closing Time, 
how do you work out such a strong idea? Did it come from personal experience? And like, how does it get to the point where you're like, okay, this is the song and this is what I want to put out there? Yeah, well, it always starts with, with a feeling. With me, it always starts with a feeling. And the same thing with Closing Time. It's a very personal song. And um, it started out with the, with the feeling of closure and saying goodbye to someone. Yeah. And that's where it always starts. And then in my head, words start coming out. So in this case, it was closing time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that described the feeling the most. Uh, because let me explain something. I love writing about things you can't have or things you think you can't have. Or, or you, uh, that's also with closing time. You already protect yourself by ending something. Oh, it's not finished yet and i love yeah. those contradictions in life it's 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 all contradictions well, right yeah and you just said it it's bittersweet the song is very bittersweet i think i think that should be my middle name deborah bittersweet <laughs> yeah the bittersweet tour we can, we can, yeah. that can be your first tour yeah 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 and uh i mean i i i'm I don't mind writing about pain and uh and and uh, so yeah so that that's how it started it's it started out with a feeling and um, I wrote it together with two other songwriters. Um, yeah, one of them is Ed, and, and, I, and I almost like don't want to like say the last name because I'm gonna. I know I am going to screw it up, but you yeah. you can say it. Yeah. So they're Dutch names. It's Ed Struilaert. There you or, go. Yeah, you would say Struilaert or something like that. And the other one is Peter Slager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very talented guys. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're very talented guys. They they are very uh, well accomplished musicians here in the Netherlands, and we wrote it together and. It, it clicked and we finished it in a day and it, it, it just in a said, day. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, uh, it really uh, expressed the feeling that I wanted to share. I love song. it. I love it. And the harmonies are so great, Deborah, you know, with that Strylard, you know, the range, the range that you have actually sick. I feel like you can go really high. Like you can take the lower melody as well. Like when you were talking about your school, you just went really high for a second. Um, yeah. You can sing pretty high, right, Deborah? Uh, yes, I can. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I choose to, to, to stay in the low parts as well because I think yeah. that's where my voice accelerates. So Yeah, um, but you're giving us glimpses, definitely. Like in the chorus, yeah. when you say closing time, like it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, and maybe, maybe for, because so now I've recorded one song and I'm going to release an EP, uh, uh, I think in May. Um, and so maybe for my next album, I will do some more like vocal I love stuff. It. <laughs> it. It, it, you know, it's so great that you can play the guitar and sing that. Where I was thinking about this because it must—I mean, I was thinking about it, it. Must suck if you like can't sing and, and you play the guitar and you write these great songs. You know what I mean? Like I, I think about Pete Townsend of the Who. He writes yeah, yeah, all these yeah, great yeah. songs and then he has to get Roger to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Such a pain in the yeah. ass. <laughs> well, I have to be honest. I still ask guitarists to play it because they are much better than, than me. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm, I mainly focus on the singing and the writing, but yeah, I, 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 um, I play the guitar and a, and a little bit of piano as well. And actually the guitar, I just, that, that's really funny that you said that because I finished music school and I've never touched the guitar when I was there. I only played the piano and I don't know why. Uh -huh. And after I finished, I was like, Oh, I want to do my own songs. Oh, I haven't played guitar for years. So I started, so the, the guitar came with the songwriting as well. I love it, Deborah. Okay, tell us about this song that you um, that you played for us. We're gonna play for it now. It's called Dust. It's um, Dust. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this song. What's the back? What's the story with this one? Oh, this is this is a very. Um, this is a world premiere, right? Uh, like, can I? Is this a premiere? 
Yes, yes. So it. uh, it's a brand new song. Uh, yeah, so you're you're all going to be the first one to hear it. Um, and um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a special song because um, I wrote it. Um, I started writing it last year. This is one of those songs who started out as one thing and then really changed over time. So closing time was finished in a day. It was like, okay, this is the song. This should be it. And we all felt it. It's done. Uh, yeah. But Dust was a bit of a different story. I, I put it in the closet again. I took it out and I was like, no, let's, let's sit on it for a couple of weeks and then change it. And uh, I started writing it last year uh, because I, I, I had this feeling um, that I wanted to make the world a better place. So mm-hmm. I think I was watching the news or something. I was like, what's, what's happening in the world? And just, and I felt so powerless. So that those are the moments you start writing, you know, you right. know what, yeah. So I started putting my feelings out. So it's actually, it started out as a song for the world. Like I want to make the world a better place kind of song. Uh, so that's where the sentence comes from. If everything means anything to us, don't let it turn into dust. Mm, so it's beautiful. more, yeah. So it's more, and also, um, I don't like to really go too deep into the songs because maybe other people will hear something different in the song. Sure, so, sure. So, but that's how I started. Um, it's writing. wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Writing well, thank, yeah. Th- thanks for sharing it. We're going to play it now. So let me ask about your fans. You've been so generous with your time, by the way, Deborah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's such a pleasure being here. I love it. I love, I love it. talking but, about music anytime. Oh, my God. And you're such a musical soul. It's like such a pleasure when we have someone like you. It's like it's, it's a rare gift. Let me put it that way. Um, your fans. You have a really special relationship with them. I've realized this. Uh, like on YouTube, you have this game really cool called Take a Song Break, yeah. um, which you kind of like you take ideas or random thoughts from your fans and you make a song out of it, right? Tell us a little bit about this. This is hilarious. Yeah, well, I started doing that uh, when our country went back into lockdown again. Um, and I thought, okay, how can I make music with 
with my followers and my, my friends on Instagram. So I came up with this idea to do take a song break. So uh, I've asked everyone to share their ideas and their feelings with me. And I, I wrote songs with them. Uh, even with some of them, we, we did a Zoom call and they Amazing. just asked me questions like, how do I write this down? And how do you start a melody? And and we just finished them. And um, I wrote one uh, for, for a nurse who worked really hard right now uh, yeah. because of COVID. And this other guy who wanted to write a country song. And um, Someone gave you a really nice line. What was it? I'm too old to die young, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Twan, yeah. Twan is his name. And uh, he said, I want to write something with I'm too old to die young. And I was like, oh, I love that. Let's do that. So fun. So fun. I, I You know, I feel like out of once we have vaccination and we're past this, there's that element with the fans that I hope it stays somehow. Uh, you know, don't you think? Yeah, I think I think it's, you know, what I always feel is like, there's always this point when an artist is suddenly there. And I don't know if that's going to happen with me. But I mean, you suddenly follow an artist, and then they're there, but you don't see the process. And I really yeah. want to try to get people involved in the process. What what goes on behind the scenes? Because a lot goes on. It's not it's yeah. not just a song that goes on the radio. So, and also about songwriting, it's nice to keep it a little bit of a mystery, but it's also nice to to share with people. And music for me is all about being together. So, why not write together? Why not write together, Deborah? And, uh, you know, the Club of Rebels, you're, you're setting up this really cool fan club. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about it. I, I love those. By the way, these artists like Pearl Jam, you two that have like amazing fan clubs, like that's a special thing. Tell us about the, the Club of Rebels. Yeah, so, well, I, um, I feel that, and that's in one of my songs that is not released yet. Um, uh, there's a senten sentence in that uh, that is... I'm a rebel at heart, um, and uh, I really feel that way um, uh, because from the outside, people see uh, this girl who sings and, you know, plays a guitar and is fun and, oh, everything's going great. But from the inside, I sometimes feel like I want to just rip everything apart <laughs> and, you right. know, at a party, I just sometimes want to smash all the glasses and just say what I'm thinking all the time yeah. and so I'm, I'm somewhat of a gentle gentle rebel and and yeah. uh, and sometimes I feel my generation is quite soft and quite pleasy and quite mm -hmm. uh so I was born in 88 and you right. know I see my friends are all like they're all yes sayers and they're all like oh wait I'm my parents fault for this I'm fine yeah but sometimes I feel no I'm telling you, we need a new Stevie Nicks we need a new you know Margot Price yeah. we need a new Alison Cross to in the world and that's you you're taking the mantle Deborah. that's it yes yes well well i'm 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 still trying because as i said i'm i'm from this like really soft generation so but yeah. i want yeah i, I want to be more like Look, yeah, you can be you stay humble if you want and, and and modest like we'll do all the noise here in america for you okay we'll, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll break all the stuff for you so you don't have to <laughs> I love it. I love it, Deborah. Yeah, so I hope at one of my gigs when I come to Nashville, everybody just, you know, wears what they want and they just say what they want and they, yeah. you know, we just have fun and, you know, no phones, just talking nice. to each other. That's also no being phones. a rebel right now, not having No phones. phones. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because the other day I was watching a Fleetwood Mac concert from like 2001, yeah. 2003, around there. And there were no phones. It was like the last like normal concert where people had no phones. And it was so cool. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think that will ever happen again? I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I wish, but I just don't think so. You know, it's actually, I think, going to get worse, but we'll see. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, Deborah, let me leave you with this because you've been awesome with your time. What a fun interview. Um, what, I could like, talk for hours. Oh, my God. We love it. <laughs> well, listen, like, you, you're going to be a friend of the show. You know, we have people like John Oates of Holland Oates who comes here, like, tw- you know, once every couple months. You're going to yeah. be a friend of the show. Like you are like you, like you're awesome. We, we would love that. I would love Tell, to. I would thank love to. Thank you, Deborah. Tell us a little bit about your tours. Like when you, th- when you dream, when you're in your bed, when you're meditating and you think Deborah Parler's first international tour, what is that going to be like? <sighs> it's going to be rock and roll. Rock and roll, right? <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be so great. Well, what do I imagine? I mean, I just want to travel basically. Mm. So with, with a band, uh, and just travel and do gigs. It doesn't matter where, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be with, on a shiny stage, just, you know, rough, just traveling, doing gigs, meeting new, new people, having fun. Uh, that's what it's about for me. That's great. Deborah yeah. Parler. And of course, my, my, my first stop would be the US, of course. Oh my God. Well, we're, we're hungry for an artist like yourself and, and you're going to fit in like a glove in this town. I mean, I'm new to this town, but I can tell you that this DNA is Devra Parlor top down, left to right, 100%. <laughs> so you're going to fit in like a glove here. But anyway, well, Devra, you've said it all. Yeah, really nice meeting you. Really absolutely, nice talking. Absolutely. So your first single is going to be out, uh, closing time, out now. Uh, and just keep an eye on Devra Parlor for all the great stuff that's coming. Thank you so much, Devra, for your time. Thank you and speak soon. Absolutely. Take care. Okay, take care. All right. (laughs) Bye.